passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we started a new week with podcast. Al Loops, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Jerry, this weekend I... Um, Saw something, uh, one of my Facebook friends, who I don't speak to on a regular basis, but I see on Facebook, uh, I saw that she was a dog walker, right? Really? Part-time, through a website where you can create a profile, right? and you become a dog walker. And it's your business. It's, your, it's, it's like the same way it's your business as if... You're an Uber driver or right. a Lyft driver, right? Right, right, right. So it's the website is rover.com. Okay. This sounds like a commercial. It's not a commercial. It's just something I saw. You're interested in. Yeah. It was rover.com, right? You put your profile up there, picture of you, your background, what you charge for a walk. Right. What you charge for to, to take a dog overnight, uh, what you charge to go to someone's house to play with their dog. Sure. Uh when you're available, yeah, it was very interesting. I was like, wow, look at this. And then you're protected the same way with Uber, like you have insurance through them and this sort of thing. How many uh, clients do you have so far? Well, what I did, I wanted to see, like, let me look at the competition in Matawan. Right. There were a lot of women. There were really? not a lot of dudes. In the Matawan area? In the Matawan area. Really? Walking dogs. But I was like, hmm. Now, most people were getting, like, 20 bucks a walk. Okay. I don't know how much a Rover... Takes. takes for from that. But I would be somewhat of a celebrity dog walker, Jerry, so I might be able to get more money. What are your thoughts? You just give me a dirty look right there. What else you got? I can be Problem a rover is, dog walker. I mean, go for it. Why don't you try it? You could be we got Mike Basiglia doing Uber Eats and you could right. do a rover dog walking. Rover dog cuz I love dogs. I know you do. And I can't have a dog where I live well, and Gina won't get a dog. Well, that's that's the problem right there. But I could interact with dogs and get paid. So why don't you do that? Like are you thinking of really signing up? Well, I'll take that as a no. Thinking yes, doing it 
whole like nother two, different things with you. two completely different things. Seems like a great idea. Seems like a great idea. How many people do you think you'd get? You sign I don't today. know. It's a great question because I'm available around what noon, one o'clock every day. Yeah, and if you were making money, you could you know drive yourself again, and you'd yeah. be home by eleven fifteen every day. Right, and then I'm I walk dogs for you know people that do the nine to five jobs. Maybe sure. you want a dog walked at one or two in the afternoon. You could get a client that wants your dog wants the dog walked at eleven fifteen and three fifteen. Yeah, oh, double double. You'd get two walks a day, five days a week. So if you make twenty dollars a walk, forty, you make two hundred bucks a week just from one client. Right now, imagine doing? I have a hundred clients. Well, you don't have that much time in a day. Well. But how about 10? Okay. You can make a couple thousand dollars a week. Yeah. Who needs this? I could probably make six figures walking a dog. One dog. If I found a really rich person. What if this, Jerry? I found an athlete who lives in the area who's making $50 million. I walk his dog for $1 million a year. So you're going to rip him off because he makes a lot more money. Got it. Okay. Or just take extra special care of his dog. I do know people that have money that bothers them. Right. So when they need their driveway yes. plowed or they want the landscaping, they'll charge a similar. Now, I know the property could be bigger, but they get ripped off. Yes. You know, that does bother them because right. usually the people say, oh, they have money. Let's charge them more. Howard Stern speaks of this. Happens a lot. He says he doesn't like when someone comes to the house like a plumber. Yeah. Because now they think they can charge Correct. more. And they do. I'm not saying they all do it, but there are those that do. And like Gina lives in a pricey zip code. She has a very small home there, sure. yep. but she lives in an area with large homes. Right. And the same thing. She thinks that when you, when they see a Spring Lake address, they want to charge They're more. They're getting paid. Get pizzed. Yeah, it's true. Not so, right. I may be leaving the podcast to walk dogs, Jerry. All right. Well, just let me know. Uh, so who knows? I mean, who knows where this will lead? But I was uh, looking at dog walkers profiles on uh, rover.com right and then i was at a party this weekend and my friend john goes oh we use rover i was like what in the i asked eddie scazzeri you never heard of them eddie should sign up himself right that's all he does is walk dogs yes what is he doing what are we doing i can't be a dog i I I could drive i could I would do, I've told you, I could do airport runs. I think that'd be fine. You would like to do airport runs. I didn't say yeah. I'd like to do it. I said you I could, could do, do it. it. Yes. If I got fired tomorrow and needed to come up with money immediately, I'd yeah. first go the driving route. I just would. But I suppose, you, know, you bring up a good point, though. For people that are broke and, and hurting for money, there really are avenues now. Right. If you're motivated. Yes. You're not going to get rich. But right. But you might be able to make your bills. Yes. And put right. some money in your pocket. You drive Uber or Lyft. And walk some dogs. And walk some dogs. I mean, honestly, it's interesting. Yeah. How, how else could you make money doing that? Deliveries. Well, we said that. Well, yeah. You could be an Amazon driver. You could. That's true. Right. You could be an Uber Eats person. Right. Well, Uber, right. Yeah. Grubhub. I mean, right. All the same. Right. So same you have, type you have of a thing. lot of different outlets. Right. I did DoorDash for the first time Saturday. What is this now? It's DoorDash. like Uber Eats. Oh, it is. So yeah, so we had people over, and we decided it was. I wasn't buying. How did you pick DoorDash out of all the things? I don't know. It just came to mind. I wouldn't even know what that is. DoorDash. Oh, really? Yeah. I think my son has used them before. Okay. And I wanted to go to a pizza place that does not deliver. They never have. And I'm like, I wonder if. So I went to DoorDash, and I put in the pizza place. Came right up. Really? So I'm like, all right, let's see how this works. Their menu comes up. I picked everything. Then for a topping, one of our friends is a vegetarian, 
and she doesn't she didn't really like plain pizza, so she wanted something on it. So she goes, if I could trouble you for peppers and onions. I said, that sounds lovely on pizza. You got it. So, of course, I go to order it, and there's no peppers and onions. I could get peppers, but you couldn't put onions on the pizza. So I ordered large pie, peppers, and then in the special requests, I, I put, could you please put onions on the pizza with the peppers, please? It showed up, peppers and onions pizza. How about that? Paid for it with my debit card. Yeah. Added the tip in. Oh. All through DoorDash. I got a text that DoorDash has placed your order. Yeah. They have received your order. Then I got a text that the order was picked up, and I got a text that they were approaching the house. It was tremendous. Yeah. Now, Gina's son and his friends, they order Domino's. Yes. Through the app. Okay. And you know, they're kids. They don't have credit cards. Same thing, right? It tells you when it's like in the oven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who's preparing? <laughs> Where they're preparing your order. I know. And and then you can check off on there that you'll pay cash when they show up yes. at the door. It's yeah. so great. Yes, it is. Technology sucks in some ways, and it is awesome in others. Yeah. I agree. That's funny. Hmm. The new thing sweeping the internet, Jerry. Is Domino's app. It's a viral sex tip that is sweeping the internet. The tip is? The tip is, quote, spell coconut. Which is the sexual tip is uh, for you as a man to uh, perform this act. You would simply spell coconut down there. Oh, okay. I got it. You follow? I do. Do you know what I'm saying, Jerry? Does the C start at the top or the bottom? The C starts, uh, I guess, guess at at the the top. top, Because that's how you write the C. It's called spell coconut, Jerry. And it involves you uh, writing the word coconut. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm doing that wrong. (laughs) It involves writing the word coconut with your hips while you're engaged in sexual relations with your partner. So you're moving your hips around to to it? I thought it was the other way. Like Sam Kinison used to say, uh, spell out the alphabet. You know, Sam Kinison used to do uh, this bit in his act about uh, pleasuring a woman, and he would say, spell out the alphabet with your, you know. No, I don't know. When With you what? were down, when you were downtown there, orally or the other way? What yes. are we doing here? <laughs> yes, orally. Okay, but this spell coconut that's taking the internet by storm. I assumed was that. Didn't read the article. Now that I'm reading the article, they're saying spell coconut using your hips. So it'd be like this, Jerry. See, but these are your hips moving in and out. You're not following? No, I'm doing it. I'm really job not actually. This. It'd be like if you used your unit as a pencil, and I asked you to spell out coconut. So, while to you keep were in- this as clean as, can, yeah. as we can, so once in the area it's supposed to be, yeah, keep it in the area, correct, and then work the hips. Yes, there's not the in to move the pen not around the out. Right, it's moving around. Around, instead. yes. All right. Seems like a lot of work. I could probably get through K. <laughs> but I but the C hi, hmm. So if you do the C. Yeah. Well, how do you do the O then? Well, the O is completely circled around. First you do the C. Then you stop. Then you, right, then you do the O. Then you do the then C. There's another C. And then another Coconut. O. <laughs> then there's an N. That's the hard one. How to do an N. Yeah. That's a tough one. <laughs> 
It says one person posted, spill coconut with your waist, thank me later. Hmm. How about the U? They go down and around. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do the T? The T? Up and then the cross. <laughs> is it a capital T? <laughs> That's a good question. This is one viral on Twitter, it says. Really? Yeah. All right. I'm going to uh, I'm going to You going to try it? <laughs> I'm going to search Twitter. See what comes up. Spell coconut. All right. His girlfriend's in Italy. <laughs> Better get the pump ready. <laughs> Don't have that bump anymore, Jerry. It's a one-time try in Florida many years ago. No, I meant to pump her up. Oh, I see. A man named Lee Hadwin in England. When he's sleeping, he draws in his sleep. Oh, really? And has a lot of talent. Okay. Does he have this talent when he's awake? He does not. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. He is the sleep artist. He creates celebrity portraits, classical nudes, and stunning abstracts that he sells for thousands of dollars. He's 44 years old. I just can't draw when I'm awake, he says. When he's asleep, he's able to control the images. He just doesn't remember doing it. That's strange. Says he began when he was four years old. He's 44. So for 40 years, he's been doing this? I guess so. And don't screw up with a good thing, right? He started scribbling on the walls and the floor of his bedroom when he was four after he fell asleep. His parents took him to the doctors. They were told he was sleepwalking while also being an artist. Hmm. My mind is in a sleeping state and my body is in a waking state, he says. When he was 15 years old... In the middle of the night, he he drew three portraits of Marilyn Monroe. That's impressive because he's my age. I really don't know much about Marilyn Monroe at 15. Right. He's been examined by sleep experts in Scotland and Japan who have little explanation as to why he cannot draw when he's awake. But what kind can of experts draw. are they? Terrible ones. Right. I'd like to see him spell coconut while he's sleeping. <laughs> That's pretty cool. The most he got for uh, one of his drawings, $125,000. Wow. That'd Damn. be cool if you had a talent that could oh, it would be awesome. get you that kind of money for like one, I don't know, one item that you create. Yes. I, and I guess that's how these a lot of these artist shops down here survive. Right. They need to sell like 10 or 12 things a year. Yes. To make money. That's got to be so weird, though. You're I wish in- I could do stuff during my sleep. And then imagine, like, you're working and not even realizing. That is true. What would you do with the other 18 hours of your day? <laughs> hmm. Work for six and a half of it. All right, that's good. We still have 11 hours left. I don't know if you heard about that dog walking business I'm thinking of getting into. I am curious about that. I think you should do it. Rover? I think you should try. Because one could lead to two to four to eight. Next thing you know, you could be making a fortune walking dogs. Right. And here's what I know. Dog owners love their dogs. Right. And I like dogs. Yes. I always, I told you, maybe I didn't, didn't. I said long ago, when I was probably in my early 20s, I thought a great business concept was a pet hotel. Yeah. For when families go away. Yes. Not just a kennel, but you make it nice. And I thought that was an awesome idea. Of course, I never did anything with it. Right. Now there's a pet hotel on Route 35 in Eatontown. There's one in Morristown I know of as well. unbelievable. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, I'm ahead on all these things. Right. I don't do a damn thing about them. You just got to do it.
I know. I know, I know, I know. Hmm. And don't anyone else become a dog walker on a rover, because that's my idea. I am surprised you gave up the website. Like, you could have just left it alone that there's a site that works like Uber or Lyft for dog walkers. Right. All right, listen. I'm going to edit that out. Do not go on that website in the Matawan area and become a dog walker. <laughs> Or I'll have to go the celebrity card. All right. Did you want a regular person walking your dog or talented radio producer Al Hughes Dukes walking your dog? Do you think if you put it on Twitter? Yeah. You think you could do it yourself? Well, I don't know. The the website, I feel like they cover my insurance. All right. You have to get your own insurance. How many clients do you think you get if you post it on Facebook and Twitter? I could get a lot, I think. I agree. (laughs) I happen to agree. I think you would do very well, especially if you had surrounding towns. Right. Not just Matawan, but Matawan, Old Bridge, you know, close towns. Yeah, close towns. Um, Homedale, stuff like that. Um, Colts Neck. Colts Neck. Well, Colts Neck's a little far, Where though. the rich people are. There are a lot of Bruce Springsteen has dogs. Marlboro. Maybe I walk one of his. Yeah, dude. You should try it. Okay. Because here's the thing. You don't have to get the insurance so you have the clients. Right. You haven't done anything. I haven't done anything yet. You could get the insurance literally within hours. And I would do this. No aggressive breeds, please. That's fine. I don't want your aggressive breeds well, but attacking you're, But me. you're in control. You take on the client or not. Right. Okay. I decide. And what kind of dog do you have? Pit bulls. Sorry. Sorry. I'm out. I would be like this. I'd follow up. Do they have their testicles? Oh, they still do? I'll pass. They have no testicles? I'm in. So it's a testicle-free zone. Yeah. I do not want any. I'm going to put that in my profile. No testicles, please. That goes for everything in my life. <laughs> I like to straight... walk the dogs as I am. No <laughs> testicles. <laughs> and no humping my leg. Uh, this looks like a stupid story, but I'll give it to you anyway, Jerry. A woman in England. I've heard of it. Plans to marry a 91-year-old chandelier. I, but there's no point in even doing this story. Don't even honestly. do it. Don't no, tell you about stu- this stupid. This uh, woman, Amanda, she's thirty-five. Not stupid. She's marrying a chandelier named Lumiere. Although I got to be honest, she might be smarter than most of us. How about the chandelier's <laughs> not going to yell back at her? Listen to this line from the article, Jerry. Amanda Liberty, thirty-five, who changed her last name from Whitaker during a prior long-distance relationship with the Statue of Liberty. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Um, hmm. Interesting. She's uh, been in an open relationship. Really not interesting. It says the bride-to-be said she's been in an open relationship with multiple light fixtures. Meaning she she can have sex with human beings. But decided to get married to Lumiere, which she regards as female. She acknowledges she can't marry this chandelier in the traditional sense, but insists that it's a valid marriage. Quote, I'm determined to have this commitment ceremony to prove that I'm here for Lumiere. Who's going to carry the kids, her or Lumiere? Probably her. (laughs) That's interesting. No, it's not. It's not interesting. It's dumb. Quote, I'm not sure what dress I'll wear and will invite those closest to us. I'll also Does anybody show up to the ceremony? (laughs) Yes. Quote, I know a lot of people think my attraction to chandeliers is strange, but yes, I'm not crazy. Yes, you are. She first met Lumiere. And had a store. On eBay. It was love at first sight. 
As soon as I'd seen her, I'd like I, to apologize to everybody for this part of the podcast. As soon as I seen going, her, still going. I couldn't stop thinking about her and how beautiful she was. Beautiful shape. Amazing energy. So, what do you get a chandelier for as a wedding gift? Light bulbs? Jerry? What? What would you get a chandelier? For, for like a wedding present. Sorry, I checked out. Jerry, I got a postcard here that has a turkey on it. All right. And it comes from uh, the Turkey uh, Audubon Center for the Birds of Prey. Uh, it says, oh, hi, my husband Joe and I recently retired and moved from New York to downtown Orlando. Mm, that's where I like to move. Joe has listened to your show for some time, and I would always hear the postgame show in the background at home while he was listening. One day I surprised him when I subconsciously recited along with your opening theme. I'm a Howard Stern super fan. And was always bummed when he is on one of his many vacations. Joe got me listening to you when Howard wasn't around. I now listen to you guys all the time. Thanks for picking up the slack, Beth and Joe. Beth and Joe. We like being slack picker-uppers. And then I got a postcard from, uh, I think this guy sent us one before, Gordon McKenzie from Scotland. He now sent us something from his homeland of Kirk Caldy. Damn. That's nice, right? So they're listening to us across Gordon. the pond. Yeah, no, we've got international. That is neat, by the way. This that whole international podcast people? thing. Yes, I agree. Like literally, someone in Scotland. Yes, is listening to this and sending us correspondence. Crazy. Yes, I mentioned earlier today uh, during this podcast, Jerry, that uh, I ran into my friend John, who's used that rover. Yes, but I ran into him at uh, my friend Steve's fiftieth birthday celebration it was on saturday it was a hundred degrees outside and humid and my friend john thin man full beard oh no and all i wanted to do was grab a harry's razor and shave him you should because i felt like you know how like it's one thing to have a beard in the winter Get a winter beard, Jerry. Yes, in the summer, it's gross. I've had it. Super gross. And it's annoying. And I just wanted to, like, do you understand how much cooler you will be, both cool looking and cool feeling, if you let me shave your face with a Harry's? Dude, 10 million people are using Harry's. Let's go. 10 million? You should get your buddy John in on this. That'd be 10 million and one. 10 million people have tried Harry's. Can you can you believe that? 10 million people, Jerry? That is awesome. Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm one of them. Harry's makes quality, durable blades at a very fair price, just $2 a blade. They cut out the middleman. That's how they keep their prices low. They bought a factory, a blade factory in Germany. I'm so envious of this. Yeah, they've been making blades there for 99 years. So now they get you those blades direct from the factory. No middleman there. Where do they go? How do I get them? Via the mail, Jerry? Oh, I've heard of the mail. Yeah. That means they're coming to my door. Coming right to your doorstep and 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know. They'll give you a full refund. And just my opinion? Yeah. You are going to not like your shave. You're going to love your shave. Well, how about this? Try it. You get a weighted ergonomic handle for an easy grip, Jerry. Yep. You get a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip. Don't and forget the trimmer blade. Trimmer blade for a close shave. I use it under my nose. Yep. Rich lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling terrific. 
and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Which is important to me because I'm on the road with Rutgers all the time. And I went to Italy this year. I used my uh, razor uh, cover. That's right. To throw it right in my bag with all of my other sundries. Sundries. Listeners to the podcast, Jerry, can redeem their trial set by going to harrys.com slash postgame. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash postgame, redeem your offer, and let them know that me and Jerry sent you. It would help support the show and will help support me shaving my friend John. I'm going to shave his face with a Harry's. That just sounded weird. And at first he'll shave John. probably fight it off because I'll have to rustle him to the ground first. But once he's clean shaven, he's going to be like, oh, my gosh. His face is going to feel amazing. It's going to feel amazing. He's going to feel like he lost weight. He's going to feel cooler in the summer. You do, though. You do. I shaved on Saturday morning, and, and I was warm out. I felt so much better when I got out. And in the warm-up show, which is coming up next, we did a story about uh, this dude on the Blue Jays who was in a slump, That's and right. midway through the game, he shaved his mustache. What's his name? And then got a hit. I don't recall. Of course you don't. That Jansen. guy. What's his name? Jansen. That Danny guy. Jansen. That guy used the Harrys in the middle of the game. Yep. Well, shaved his mustache. We, we got to go. All right, Jerry, the warm-up program is next. See ya! Good morning, campers! It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. We just ran from studio to studio. Well, you never know what happens on a, uh, a Monday at radio stations. Because... Total chaos on weekends, and we came in today. We had no uh, studio, Jerry, our normal studios here, CBS Studios, CBS Sports Network. Uh, we were over in the the Mike Francesa studio, and then the, the last possible second, Eddie said, get in here, the other studios. Are and here we are. So I'm all thrown off. So it's a Monday. How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, my favorite thing from this weekend, if I may adjust my mic, hang on. The heat, the sun, and the no. pool. Nope. Oh. Because I enjoyed it. Uh, Luke Voigt taking a fastball right in the face. And staying in the game. They had to force him out. Yeah. Well, how did that question. happen? Let me ask you this. Fastball. Why is it that certain guys can run to first base, yeah. pull 17 muscles, yes. and other guys can get hit in the face by a fastball, stay in the game, and have nothing happen? Right. You know how, like, Gio always says that Luke Voigt looks like the type of guy who's drinking whole milk? Yes. Eating Good red. bones. Yeah, eating red meat. I would, if I was milk, you know how they do that got milk thing? You'd go to Luke Voigt. I'd go right to Luke Voigt. be like, drink milk. You get hit in the face with a fastball. And stay in the game. No problem. There's the new catchphrase. Yeah. I'd be good with that. How about a fastball right to your cheek? Did it, like, brush his cheekbone? <laughs> I don't think so. I've watched the highlight numerous times. I, now, he did come back and wear the chin. Here's what the I don't face get, Face guard. Why, are you, why wouldn't you wear that? Right. You got guys throwing 100 miles an hour. Like, What's the point in not... Let me ask you this. Do you think in this day and age, if they said helmets were not mandatory, there would be some jackass yeah. that would go without the helmet? Yes. And they'd just put the ball cap on. Yeah, because they'd yeah, feel I like too. they would be intimidating. I'm not even wearing a helmet. I, I do, too. Kind of like they were like holdovers for the hockey helmets. Yeah, right. You know, I'm not wearing a helmet unless I have to. Were they grandfathered in those old guys where yes. they didn't have to wear helmets? Imagine running around or skating around an ice rink in the NHL and not having a helmet on. Right, like Giancarlo, he wears the uh, face yeah, after thing. he got hit in the face. Yeah, after he got hit in the face. Once again, he reacted. Yeah. Let's be proactive. 
Yeah, I saw that one of the Yankee announcers, uh, I guess it was whoever was doing TV, they're like, oh, I think it uh, hit off his shoulder. No. No, it didn't. Face. His chin. Face. Yeah, not good. But he, you know what? He was all right. So now, he did leave that game later on. Well, they wanted to check for concussion, oh. is what they said. He wanted, I think he wanted to stay in the game. He said he thought his teeth would be all on the floor. And they weren't. And he did score. I yeah. think he scored. He did score on that play. Pretty wild. So, yeah, good for Luke Voigt. Fastball to the face. Did you see in Chicago? Style. How about, I thought this was interesting. Yes. So it was warm out. I mean, I'm so tired of hearing about a hot weather. Guys, sure. it's July. It's supposed to be warm. I don't know if you heard about the heat index. Oh, yeah, yeah. Turn a sprinkler on. You'll be fine. Um, did you see in Chicago, though? I actually thought this was kind of cool. The crowd gave the wind a standing ovation on Saturday. So the wind came in after a while, and it got a standing O? I guess the wind was blowing out. Yeah. And so Wrigley was very still. And they they did have cooling stations from everything I read. And they had misting fans and all that. But if you were just sitting in your seat, baking in the sun, it was very still. And it was we know it was warm. I guess at one point in the game, the wind shifted. And it was obvious and noticeable. And to in the middle of an at-bat, the crowd got <laughs> up and gave the wind a standing ovation. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hand together for the wind. <laughs> right. This isn't earth, wind, and fire. This is just the Chicago wind. And they were, they recognized it. Nice. Kind of cool, actually. Yeah, I like that. I like the wind getting an ovation. Jerry, I'm going to give you a buzz, no buzz. Oh, buzz, no buzz. Always love buzz, no buzz. Buzz, no buzz. All right, that's good. Uh, Mariano Rivera's Hall of Fame speech. All right, I'm, huh. Did you watch it? No, no buzz for me. I'm surprised the write-ups, like I read one write-up, like how he killed it. I didn't think he did. There was one, there were a couple of really cool things in it. But it was, to me, a run-of-the-mill speech. He thanked everybody and their brother, right. his mom. his. He also um, he thanked his spiritual parents. Ooh. I never heard that before. I'd like to get a pair of spiritual parents. Well, I'm sure if you put it out on Craigslist, you'll find a couple. Uh, they'll also try to try to rob you. Um, I thought it was interesting. The, the, most, the biggest thing I took from it was how he talked about, A, when the Yankees brought him in for a tryout, he didn't even own a glove, which is, if that's true, it's fascinating. And he didn't even have shoes. And the shoes he wore had holes in them. And they also wanted him to pitch. And he said he never pitched before. So that was interesting. And then, um, what was the other thing? For, oh, when he was in double A, he didn't speak English. And how it just crushed him. Like, he couldn't communicate with anybody. Those are two things maybe we've heard before. But when he told the story, it was interesting. But other than that, it was a lot of thank yous. And he, I don't, I think he had notes but didn't have a speech. So he was kind of all over the place. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm giving it a, a no buzz. I'll because, go no buzz. I agree with you. Because, one, he played not that long ago, right? So he Five and, years, right? Five years. Right. And he never went away. I have well, because this, he's been like an ambassador. You're right. Yeah, You're right. I have this thing with guys where I want, when guys retire, I want them to go away for a little while. Sure. So that we long to hear from them again. Yeah, well, I mean, the the way the Yankees do it, though, it's kind of like if you're a Yankee, you're still around as a Yankee. Yeah, but like Mariano Rivera, he's always interviewed on this radio station. Well, sure. He always does meet and greets. He's right. very fan-friendly. So do we not want Jeter to go in next year? No, I do, because you know what? Even though Jeter's with the Marlins, he's... But we see him, though. Yeah, but we don't hear from him. Well, we've never heard from him, though. Right, that's the thing that I like. Mm. It's like I was telling you about this documentary I watched on MLB Network about the 1995 Seattle Mariners. Right. And Ken Griffey Jr. was in this documentary a lot talking in present-day Ken Griffey right. Jr. And I thought, there's a guy who disappeared for a little while. And I like that. I need I my guys to go away. 
Well, Mariano so played softball with us, didn't he? Exactly. Yes. That's too much for you. Too much for me. Mariano Rivera's on our softball team. Stop. He looks like, well, we played against him. Go hide for a few years, then we'll be interested in hearing again. I feel like he could still pitch. Possibly. You know what else he said, which I found amazing? He said one day he threw a ball and it just moved. And then he became a pitcher. He said he didn't, yes, like he didn't develop this cutter. It just happened. And he didn't know what the hell he did. And he couldn't control, didn't know where the ball was but going. But then eventually he, he figured it out. Eventually, but when he was a failed starter, as we know, and then just throwing the ball one day, he noticed the ball was moving. Didn't know where the ball was going to go, but the ball started moving. He's like, maybe I could do this. Maybe I can throw that pitch. I just got to figure yeah. out what it is. How about that? And then did you see Blue Jays uh, player Danny Jensen? Yeah. Jansen. Yeah, so neither one of us had ever heard never of heard before of this nonsense. He was in a bit of a slump. Uh, shaved his mustache during the game. Yeah, he was 0 for 2. 0 for 2. Shaved his mustache. Uh, got a uh, 2 RBI single. So the backstory to that is he has done that before. It's worked before. And it sh- worked. So he went into the game and told himself, if I don't get a hit in my first two at-bats, we're going in and shaving. It is. A v- and then he got a hit the next at-bat. Yeah, it is a very refreshing thing to shave Yeah, when you haven't shaved. Always. Like when I shave my head and shave my face... It's like areas. a, it's like a new beginning sure. to the day. You're clean. You feel clean. Agreed. You're not itchy. You're not sweaty. That's what this guy did you on the still Blue Jays. Sweaty. It just doesn't hang there. So now, do you grow the mustache again for when you get another slump and shave it off? Uh, That's what I would do. Because it's not like he's going to get a hit every time now, right? So imagine he's running back and shaving in between every hit bat. <laughs> oh, I struck out. <laughs> Let me shave my mustache. What you should do is like the people on the train, just have the electric razor in the dugout. Right. Just whenever you need it. Yeah, you see some of those guys on the train, like you said, uh, yeah. stopped at a red light. That, And I always think like, mm, this this guy really ran out of time this morning. Or just didn't set the alarm properly. Right. And now he's shaving. By the way. In the car. Watching someone shave would have been more interesting than watching the Met game on Sunday. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, When we come back, he's got three more stories. I don't know if we will fit them all in. Three. Not sure if we'll be able to fit them all in. And then uh, Gio will join us next on The Fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Hi, welcome back. Yankees lost on Sunday, had their winning streak snapped, and the Mets lost another brutal extra inning game. And there was the Hall of Fame inductions on Sunday. Yankees play tonight, and the Mets are off tonight, and there we go. What else? Jerry, did you see video of Shaquille O'Neal slam dancing? Uh, No, I saw the headline. I didn't. He was slam dancing at an EDM festival. That's electronic dance music for you old folks. Right. Not really my scene. Yeah. We used to call it moshing, Jerry, when I would mosh to uh, agnostic front and agnostic front suicidal tendencies, Jerry. You know, okay, I've heard of those slam yes. dance to mosh to Slayer music. You ever in a mosh pit? No, you I ever re- go to an Anthrax concert? No, Judas I, Priest. Uh, no, I don't think they're moshing at Judas Priest shows. But I have been at shows where that did break out, and I immediately head for the hills because I you, want nothing. Shocking! <laughs> I want nothing to do with getting shoved around by guys. How about this? Teens in a mosh pit with pit bulls around yeah. them. Nope. Because <laughs> when guys start m- moshing or slam dancing, they get, you know, they're drunk. They're well, on well, you mollies. You broke your rib in the uh, elevator with boomers. Right. So yes. They'll just shove you, right. and they start these circles where they're shoving you all around You'd the circle. You'd rather go see David Crosby. 
Yeah, something <laughs> mellowed me out. Dave Crosby. Version. Ah, I'm going to slam dance to some acoustic David Crosby. <laughs> and uh, yes, this is maybe the dumbest story, even dumber than Shaquille O'Neal slam dancing. But we'll kill you with another 30 seconds. Go ahead. Steve Spurrier got a ring. Right? I mean, really. For the AAF so championship, stupid. which he didn't even win. I know. But Why? he had two more wins than the other team. Who teams. cares? He's going around calling himself uh, the champion. Well, I guess he is if he's got the ring. But I think he got someone got him the ring. Like I don't think the oh, AAF the app didn't uh, no. Listen this hour and every hour until six p.m. for your chance to win field level tickets to see the Yanks and Oakland A's. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright: Can you go? F- yourself <laughs> wow well wow, you weren't kidding you were you came in hot subscribe and listen to the rico bronya podcast available on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast